I'll be a better person when you show me video of you being a better person. <laughs> you see it every day. <laughs> Thank you for being brave. Oh, 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 yeah. So we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Welcome to Shady Pines Limited Series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls Season 1. This episode, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 16. Sorry. <laughs> episode 16 title. I thought you turned my mic off. I thought you turned my mic off. I'm so sorry. I feel like I was just like beat with reeds today. I'm so sorry. You did say you just woke up from a nap. Yeah. So but like we not even it. a nap. It's just it today wiped me out. I'm sorry. Well, let me just get through it's this. Okay. Episode 16 <laughs> titled The Truth Will <laughs> The Truth Will Out. First from the podcast catching up, please say hello to the boy left on the doorstep by gypsies, Mr. Mike Lawson. Hello, Michael Lawson. How are you? Hi, friends. Hello. I hope uh everyone's doing good. Hi. And from the podcast Cocktails and Cream Puffs, he's just come back from the bottom of a lake where he was clutching a dickie. Please say hello to Joey Buhecker. Hello, Joey. Hi, everybody. Wait, just let me let me just give you the briefest intro. I don't know if we talked about it on air or off here, but I told you how like they're outsourcing us for our job at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The job description that they tell us, like, people are going to call in. You have to answer one of three questions. Mm-hmm. If you can't answer those questions, you transfer them. Yeah. Fuck. It's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working with people who are like this. People like just got hired for this job. It's actually mm-hmm. working on I won't say exactly where, but working for one of the states' unemployment. Uh-huh. Oh, is it a state uh, where Mike and I live? Huh? Is it a state where Mike and I live? It is not. Oh, okay. It would have been that joke would have been nice if you said Mike or I, right? Because we're in the same state, so it's kind of funny. Right. I still sometimes picture Mike living in Arizona. So yeah. Oh. Comedy advice from Mike Lawson. Well, the only reason I ask is because it's Mike. Long- Mike, wait a minute. Mike, you can give comedy advice when I see you do a joke. I want a video of you <laughs> yeah. doing a joke. Before the show, everyone, we had a conversation about Mike Lawson telling up some woman who gave him handstand advice. It's just like a lot of intense advice, and I, I don't know. Unsolicited advice is like a pet peeve of mine, I but, think. But what's funny... Well, then, then why are you putting something on a fucking social platform? I know. I know. Yeah, so listen to this, Boo Hecker. So the, I don't know if Boo Hecker was playing along with me and Mike. He would pop in sometimes. But Mike and I were for sure, you know, texting each other during this live Sondheim 90th birthday live feed thing. We should have recapped that. But uh, Oh, God, I wish you did now because it really was entertaining. But uh, we you were two going, were entertaining. We were going back and forth. But there was this one woman. I don't remember her name. Maybe uh, Joey will know who she is because he was talking about how she was great in Hello Dolly. She sang "Send in the Clowns." Donna Murphy. Okay, Donna Murphy. This Donna Murphy. But like Donna Murphy was like from like. Actually, I'm really surprised they didn't do a number from Pat. He shouldn't do a number from Passions. But like Donna Murphy is a famous actress. Okay. 
and she did send in the clowns. And I said in the I said in the in the in the text message, I said, "Listen, it's not this woman's fault." I go, "This this number is so overdone." I said, "It's like someone coming out and doing uh, the person who does Piano Man in a Billy Joel tribute," you know. And I said, uh, "It's just there's no interpretation that's going to get me." And Lawson just just you know at me on the text message and i was just like okay because what what, what did i say i have to pull it up please yeah she why said, don't you know all he said was like nope you're wrong yep <laughs> that's that all i said and i and i actually agree with i agree with Lawson because i actually think fine. It's a, that's fine the point i'm getting at, i don't care i think it's said. a great song i think it's a deceptively uh people think it's a simple song and it's not i actually love the rendition of dame judy dench doing okay that's fine what's the L- point that you had there I, i'm gonna make the i'm making the point here it is Lawson goes no you're wrong so i just went okay now let me tell you why i said okay Becker. No, before you do that, let me tell you something. You both just made my point of when I do something off the air and I'm like, nope, I disagree. And then you get on the air and you go, then Blair goes, no, I disagree with you. So it had to happen to Lawson (laughs) for Lawson like, no, what did I say? (laughs) Yeah. So hold on. This Daniel Brewer tells Lawson he's wrong. Brewer, cut off, right? That's why we're so careful Boo on there. Boo Hecker, what but, episode was it where you told Lawson he was wrong? The dance send me messages about, like, back off. About the, about the fucking, uh, the whether Blanche fucked the aerobics instructor. Lawson went oh off the microphone. God. He stormed off. That's in my book, actually. <laughs> I mean, anyway. it was debatable, but you said, okay. So we didn't debate it. Like, I'm... Open to have a discussion. I, it's I actually don't even think down. it's debatable. But that's okay. Brian Gregory <laughs> argued about the rules of steam powered giraffe, and Mike Lawson quit the show. Oh, is that the Gosh, show? No, that, that no, I just made that. No, up. Joe he, doesn't know. He doesn't it was hungry, it. hungry hippos. <laughs> so for some reason, the game steam powered giraffe that they did. Lawson used to be in a show called Game Night, guys. And they used to play a game every week. Okay, but be careful. You're invited. Or what was the what was the catchphrase? Um, I might never speak to you again. Yeah. <laughs> it's your t- it's your turn or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, but they had it was this- hungry, hungry hippos, and Mike said no. The balls go into receptacle, and he turned said no. The the hippos poop out the balls, and Mike wasn't going for it. Is it wait, Lawson, is, this, is any of this true? No, no, we never played hungry, hungry hippos. Anyway, uh, uh, should have. It's fun. They, uh, they did uh, the the people who made Steam Power Draft sent you the game, right? Yeah, and they were on the show. We like yeah. interviewed them. I, but it was like, super like, confusing. It was originally the you did game night guys, and now you're on Hungry Hungry Hippos with Joe and Joe. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. So wait, the the person who created the game came on, and Mike flipped the table. What happened? No. no. I don't know Joe's point. No, I just always thought it was funny because the guys come on and I think privately, uh, or maybe Lawson told me privately, I don't think they did on the show, how it was like, what a horrible game it was. Oh, what it was is they, Jelly, I think uh, they contacted us and we were new. So like having a game maker contact us and send us the game, like it just mm-hmm. felt cool. So we like guaranteed cool. way too much. We're like, you know what? We'll play it and then we'll interview you. And then, you know, like they, it was a lot. They, they were a band too, and yeah. there was like music involved. So we did all of this before we ever got the game, and then we got the game, and it was fucking awful. And so Is we were Game kind of guys... required to play yeah. the game. And did you and all like not like the game, or just you? 
I mean, I it was just me, Brian, and I, but it it. it was like really difficult to play, and the rules were very convoluted. And is Game Night Guy still available? Can people download it still? I think um, I think it's at GameNightGuys.com still, but it's not yeah, on YouTube. Game, yeah, GameNightGuys.com. Do you ever guys ever play this game called Catan or Catan? Oh, or, uh, yeah. I've never I said it was. I never played it, but I know about it. We oh played it on God. there. You could hear it. I played it with a thing. friend of mine, actually, who's like, when I was staying at her house, she's like, here, let me show you this game. I was obsessed. I, oh, really? I haven't played it in years, but oh, Wait, I, I was obsessed. That game. You didn't know the name of the game. I just knew it was Catan or Catan. Settlers of Catan. Yeah, keep in mind, I haven't played it in probably a decade. Boo Hecker and I are There's like an iPhone game. version if you really liked it. You can yeah, I, 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 it's a fun thing to play with other people. Like, I like playing games in the room with other people. Boo Hecker and I are starting our own game. Wearers of Caftan. I love Monopoly. <laughs> I um, just last week had a couple. By the way, we haven't even touched on the episode yet. But last, last week I That's had a, a game night over, over Zoom where we all played an iPhone game. And it's because we're actually together. laying the groundwork right now for our new spinoff, which is JoJo and Mike. I wish I game had night the, gaze, the I game wish, night gaze. I wish I had the game night guys theme. No, I mean, since we haven't spoke about anything, this is that's laying out for our new show. What are you doing, Booker? I just, Kevin just handed me an envelope. How come Kevin never comes on camera? Because he doesn't. Cuba Rushford. All right. Let me while you read your mail. Uh, Rose's daughter Kirsten and granddaughter Charlie are coming to Miami so that Kirsten can look over Rose's will. Mysteriously, Rose is really nervous about her daughter looking at her will. After dinner, Rose shows Kirsten the will. Kirsten grimaces because there's a problem with the will. She notices that there's very little money left in the estate, which is surprising because her father and Rose's husband Charlie was a very successful insurance salesman. Kirsten confronts Rose about the money, and Rose announces that she squandered the money, which upsets Kirsten. I keep wanting to say Kristen. After a conversation with her granddaughter Charlie and a late night conversation with Dorothy, Rose decides it's time to reveal a family secret to Kirsten. The next day, Rose tells Kirsten the truth. Charlie's estate was smaller because he was terrible with money. Rose, Rose told the children differently so that they would see their father in a successful light. Kirsten forgives Rose and decides to have a nice lunch before Kirsten leaves. Now I have a question for you. I actually took the time and I copied the summary from the wiki, but I took the time to edit it. And does whoever's writing has the worst grammar ever. I don't want Eve Adams better not go there. That person's going to get an earful from Eve Adams. But um, the person said in the last sentence of the summary that Kirsten forgives Rose and changes her plane ticket. Did you get that impression? I didn't get that impression. Well, she was. She you know said, what? That actual yeah. detail doesn't make sense, but. What does make sense is she came to the house pissed and mm-hmm. she said she had already changed her plane ticket. Mm-hmm. So she must have changed it back. But I feel right. like it, I don't remember it happening. I guess it was just implied. So let me, another inconsistency that's very interesting is like of, of all of Rose's children, we actually meet Kirsten again. Mm-hmm. Um, years and years later, we meet Kirsten in the episode that Rose has a heart attack. Okay. Now, what what I put the two and two together is, and it's a different actress. Mm-hmm. Um, the actress actually who plays Kirsten in this episode, I actually remember because I used to love Silver Spoons as a child. Yes. And she played Ricky Schroeder's mother. Yes, I, I did some research on Christina Belford was her name. 
I wouldn't know her name, but I do remember she was she was she Ricky was, Schroeder's she mother. Was Ricky in the Schroeder's thing. mother. But the new Kirsten that comes in later, it's interesting because it's the episode. <laughs> in the episode, they're all in the hospital and they're singing and stuff, and Kirsten's all upset. And Kirsten, at one point, because the girls want to go in and see Rose in the hospital, she goes, "No, they're not family." And what's it's such a change of of stuff is because this Kirsten goes, "Oh, my mother met you girls. I can see how wonderful you all are together." Mm-hmm. And then the Kirsten later, who actually knows them, mm-hmm. is like, "No, that she's not their family." Well, like yeah, it's- well, well, you're right. And then also in this episode, like the girl uh, Dorothy and Blanche walk into the kitchen. And they're like, oh, we thought you would come help me with dessert. And she's like, how could you steal, spend our father's money? And I'm like, why would you say that in front of these people that are not family? I thought that was uh, a that, that, that doesn't shock me. Oh, really? That, that doesn't shock me. I think when people are outraged enough, it, they just, I think it was such a shock that, that's, that I think that does happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know your mother is probably the type who's like, Joey, quiet down. The neighbors are listening because she knows that she listens. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, my grandmother used to say to me, like, I remember I threw something, threw a bunch of stuff out in the garbage. She's like, why are you putting out so much garbage? The neighbors are going to talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's because you look at what the fucking neighbors throw out all the time. Yeah, exactly. And their business. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Lawson, what was your general opinion of this episode? Not, not, the, not the, the cheesecakes or anything. How did it sit with you? It's that okay. It's an okay episode. It's not going to be one of my top favorites but it's a solid episode mm-hmm. solid enough um a lot of death talk a lot of morbid kind of i don't know they they do some go- a good job of kind of talking even though it ends up being sort of a lie mm-hmm. about kind of folks getting swindled and like bad investments and stuff which is an a topic that people of a certain age need to care about and mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting yeah. and probably not picked up on the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I think in that first year they did a lot of shows that had death talk because again, they were, they were trying to figure out how these three old ladies, three and a half old ladies, what else would they talk about? You know what I mean? And they were trying to show them as not young and young and needing a hip, but they tried to show that, you know, and I think they were, I think season two is really when they really open up their stories and give them more like right now, oh, right now we haven't seen that they have it's my alarm clock. Right now we haven't seen like Wait, you set your alarm clock for thirty three minutes after we were supposed to be on the air? No, I must have hit snooze. Uh-huh. Um so we they uh I'm sorry. So notice we don't see their jobs enough. Like we haven't even seen Blanche go to work at all. Or Rose really work at all. Only when we've seen any type of job and she's a substitute teacher is Dorothy. So like they haven't gone really expanding in those areas yet. Mm-hmm. It's still early in the writing, I think. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still great and enjoyable. I don't look at it. It wasn't a snoozer. It wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I was, it was funny. Um, it was fine. I have a lot to say about this episode there and that turns, but I'll wait to the end. Cause that, it has to do with my number of cheesecakes on this episode. Well, I want to hear you talk about it now. What is your thoughts? I think I agree completely with you guys. I think it's a, it's a totally fine episode. It's it wasn't fine. bad by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, not bad at all. No, it's, this is not uh, on Golden Girls or anything like that. Right. Uh, but uh, even though I will say, not to preview the next episode, but uh, this Blanche has terrible relatives. Anyway, um, 
Uh, well, what I wanted to talk about, let, I want, I, I'm not going to do a recap of the summer, of the plot. I just did that. But what I want to do is ask you guys a, like a, a hypothetical question as if we didn't know the secret. Is okay. Let's say the reality is there was some money and that Rose squandered it. How did you feel about Kirsten's reaction to that? So it's interesting. That's an interesting question and re- maybe reveals something about like my family oh, and really? how much money my parents have. Like I don't, my parents do not have much when they go. There's not a lot that I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is going to be a headache just to kind of settle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's never really cr- like I've never been in a situation where I've even like thought about I don't know like I don't understand the people who are getting angry about like how much inheritance they get or all that it's just like very foreign to me and something I've only seen on movies and TV mm-hmm. so well, you know, it's funny because I can actually when my my father who probably has every dime he ever made uh, I remember years ago him going over his will and stuff with me and he had worked out his his burial plot. All this stuff was done. He actually took me to go see his burial plot, he said, and I said, why is it so far away? He said, it's by my house. And I said, great, the commute will be wonderful for you. I said, but we're never going to get out this far. Mm-hmm. And I know that that my, you know, he divided everything with my siblings, me and my brother and sister, and it was a significant amount of money. And then when he was uh, about to go into his third marriage, I said to him, I said, look, if you two like each other, that's great. You're not great at marriage. Why don't you not get married? Mm-hmm. And what I never said to him was my fear was that he was going to get wiped out by another, by an, uh, you know, he was going to get wiped out by it. But it was not the, my fear was not, Oh no, I'm not going to get any inheritance. My fear was, how am I going to take care of him if he does get wiped out? You know, and he was like, "You're you kids," because my sister, who was probably the opposite of me, but said something. He goes, "You kids just want your inheritance, so don't worry. There's going to be stuff." I said, "Look, oh, because now it's split like five ways because he included her kids, even though they were like thirty when he met. Not important. The point <laughs> the kids were. The point is, I said, I don't care what you do with your money." It's your money, but I, there is something of that generation because my dad is seventy, and that the boomers who wanted to leave money as a legacy. So it was important to them to leave something to to their kids and stuff. Not that they had to, but it was important. I think it is important to them, especially men. So I think she was trying to protect Charlie's reputation, but also back then older people were swindled all the time. So like, you know, it was easier to take the blame of, oh yeah, I must have done it. You know, you you just reminded me, I forgot to take a note on this. The person who did the summary was not very good because I watched, I was watching this Golden Girls. Kirsten never, Kirsten comes back from the, uh, and I'll come back to what we were talking about here. Kirsten comes back. She goes, I just changed my flight. We're leaving today. I came to get my my daughter. We're going to have lunch and we're going to pack and leave. But she never says she's changing it back, right? Right. Um, but what I also want to say, the person who did the summary says that uh, Rose <laughs> was trying to uh, uh, keep from her daughters. Oh, let, me, let me, you know what? Instead of giving you guys the option, what was your interpretation of what Rose's secret was? Joey, we'll start with you. 
I think the problem is the water is muddied to me because I already knew. Mm -hmm. So I, I couldn't give it a clear analysis, but I knew something was wrong. Rose doesn't seem like the type who would be swindled. Um, so I never at any time thought that about her because I feel like she's uber responsible. Um, oh, well, let me rephrase the question. I mean, I don't think I phrased it correctly. Yeah. What, what aspect about Charlie was Rose trying to keep from the kids? I think she wanted him to be seen as a better provider because as she said, her Kirsten said, daddy was the best salesman around and Kirsten and, and, and Rose was like, your dad was very charismatic, but he really couldn't sell shit. Lawson, what do you think? I think that it wasn't just that he didn't have the money, the amount of money that Rose was making it out to be. I felt I interpreted it as that he actually had no money. He was like oh. broke and that he kind of had a bunch of bad investments and oh, I, kind of. Isn't that weird? I have a different interpretation. Go ahead. Oh, I so didn't I take just, that at all. I, that's how I picked up on it, that she oh. was kind of hiding that he was not good at with money it wasn't that he just had 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 little but that he actually was kind of like made some bad choices we might have to go back and listen to that it's so funny yeah. three different interpretations because my interpretation was that he made the money he made that amount of money but that he was such a generous kind soul that if someone was in trouble he'd he, yeah she says this he, yeah, she does say that. So, I mean, I think it's probably six to one, half dozen yeah. another. But when I say six to one, I mean both of ours. I think Mike's wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, God, no, no, Lawson, no, Lawson, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think I think that that she no, but I I I think here's the thing. I think like if he was like somebody who let's just use you know if he, if if he let people believe he made a hundred thousand dollars a year. He really maybe only made 70. They only needed 50 to survive. And he was very giving. So if somebody ever needed money from him, he gave them that money. But maybe like Mike says, let's hook that in. It might've been like he went $10,000 to a friend and the friend never paid it back. Yeah. That's the bad investment. I don't think he did something stupid, like invested in like, you know, silver bars. You know what I mean? Well, well, I, we're, well listen, it could be that we're all right. Um, you know, while I'm pulling that up, you know what? I did do something very interesting is there's a moment when they're talking about so – I don't, Joey will know. He knows this stuff backwards and forwards. But where – where McClendon and Blanche says, well, I'm, I just told uh, my sister I'm giving her the jewels and the this and my stock in AT&T, right? Right. And she says she didn't really have that. She just wanted her to think that for a second. Well, I went back and I looked – isn't that right when it switched split from Ma Bell? Well, it's so funny. It, it, I went back and it looked, and at the so this this episode aired in January of 1986. Okay, this episode like January 18th, 1986. But this one was definitely filmed earlier, so it's probably filmed in like. Well, even the then, even then, that. even then. The, yeah. So uh, even if you go from uh, September to sure. that, it's it's it ranges between seventy eight in September to eighty five in, in the January of eighty six. Okay, mm -hmm. it climbs all the way to in May of uh, eighty seven, a hundred and eleven dollars and seventy two cents. Right, it hits, it Which hits is a high huge back then. Yeah, it hits a high of one seventeen. And then something something fucking happens in June of eighty seven where it plummets down to thirty eight eighty eight a share, and now it's it's still in the thirties in the low thirties. So that uh, I just have a bunch of stocks in the eighties. My aunt used to buy them for me. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have any of it left. Like one of the banks went bankrupt, but I mean, is your name Charlie? No, no. She would just buy little stocks for us, and like we would go over there and. Oh, that's a short joke, Joey. Don't be so hard on yourself. What? Oh. Okay. Uh, there was one moment that I want to point out to you guys that I thought was very interesting. Yeah. That I think for one moment we didn't see Rosen Island, but we saw B- Betty White. Mm-hmm. What was that? And and I bet it was unscripted mm-hmm. because if you look at the facial expression and stuff, it's very Betty White in real life playfulness. Is when she was making the maple logs and she took the nuts and sprinkled them on them, and then took another handful and sprinkled them in her mouth. If you look uh, at that moment, you almost can see that that's Betty White. It does not look like Rose. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah. see like their real personalities come through. I mean, B. Arthur played her real personality, but you do see moments of Betty White being playful, especially if you watch Golden Girl bloopers. Mm-hmm. You can you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a Sue Ann Nevins moment. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Here's the, the moment. I want you all to hear this. All right. I lied about the money. I didn't squander it on bad investments. I couldn't have. He didn't leave me any to begin with. Mother, what are you telling me? Your father was a wonderful man, Kirsten. Kind and and warm and caring and never willing to let a friend or a neighbor struggle through hard times alone. But he was also the worst businessman to ever balance a checkbook. But you always told us how successful Daddy was. He was a success as a human being. But his work took him away so much, I was afraid you wouldn't know that. That's why I I made him into something he wasn't. I guess maybe I was afraid you'd, you'd think he was a failure. I never thought of him as a failure. I hope I never let him feel like one. Um... You know, I guess it's open to interpretation. I think you. Could- I feel, yeah. I don't feel like my opinion has changed. I see your opinion now that I can like re-listen through and That's try to I take your that. perspective. But yeah, now that yeah. I hear it, it's, it's it's a lot more vague. We don't know how he was a bad businessman. Well, I think it's like when you have a deadbeat dad and he's not around, and you begin to think he's Superman. Mm-hmm. She just, you know, your dad's on a secret mission kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's funny because one thing that rings in my head forever is my Aunt Dana, um, when my Uncle Fred died, my Aunt Dana was probably in her, she was over 90. Mm-hmm. They'd been together forever. And I remember her talking to the priest and saying, you know, to, he goes, tell me a little bit about Frederick. And she goes, he was a loving, caring, great man, not much of a provider, but a great man. But I remember her saying, not much of a provider. He didn't like to work. Yeah. And and it's funny because, you know, she was just very like black and white about it where other people were like hid that, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was an right. avid reader. Let's jump. Did we miss any big points here about uh about the plot here that how it relates to our lives or whatnot? No. Uh let's talk about the references. Uh first, uh there are two references I want to talk about. One is this is even something that's before my time, but I know about it. In the old days when there were only the big three networks, like NBC, ABC, CBS, they didn't do 24-hour programming. But like late mm-hmm. at night, I don't know what time it was, like maybe like 1 or something like that. It was like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. because I, I used to watch that as it happened when they oh, signed really? off. Yeah, They would do a sign-off and they would play the, <laughs> um, the national anthem. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. there's places who still do that. Like oh, within really? the last ten yeah. years, I remember seeing places do that. Yeah. When yeah, I was a kid, pay. they did it on like it was like KCAL nine or something. Oh, really? It was like one of the stations that just didn't have programming from yeah. like midnight to like six AM. There's some of them do it to separate the, to their paid programming too. Okay, interesting. Um, all right, so there's that. Uh, can we see uh, the, the, the impl- implication was that Rose stayed up so late she stayed up late enough to see the national anthem being played. On. I had one of those little TVs that she was that she had in front of her like that. Okay, I had one of those when I was yellow. So the next one is very interesting. Uh, I called beach. one Taylor the Latte Boy. You may remember him from a few episodes. He sat in for Joey Buhacker. Who? Uh, Taylor Latte Boy. And I said, listen, Taylor, I'm doing all this research on, because they made a reference to Betty White says, you know, a Rose says, when the kids get, when my daughter and her granddaughter get, my granddaughter get here, I'm, we're going to go to Disney World, we're going to go to SeaWorld, and then she said, we're going to go to Parrot Village, and B. Arthur Dorothy says, uh, but the parrots only get a village? Okay, and then someone comes in the room and interrupts it, right? <laughs> I go, I can't find this parrot village anywhere. And Taylor said, I don't think it exists. Right? I don't think that's real. About five minutes later, I get a text message from Taylor. It's a video of Babaloo. Okay? And Babaloo... Let me see if I can actually play it. Maybe I can actually play it right now. Babaloo cracks the mystery... Of uh, Parrot Village. Now, I will say, I think for the joke, they changed the name uh, to Parrot Village because I, I think the original, what we find out, is not a funny joke. That's my, This is my guess, by the way. I don't, I don't okay. know if I knew this is real. So uh, let me see if I can let's see if this works here. I'm going to try and play this. Uh, here we go. Oh, no, it didn't. It did, oh, maybe because you know what? It, it, might be, it might be playing under QuickTime. Let's try that. Uh, oh, oh, I think it is. Okay, here we go. With permission. With permission. Oh, no, it's still not working. Anyway, Babalu says there was a place called... Oh, wait, because it wasn't on. Duh. Okay. Babalu says there was a place called Parrot Jungle. Okay? A place called Parrot Jungle, and that it was in Miami. Just said. Here we okay. go. In Miami, it was Parrot Jungle and Monkey Jungle. They were both related, both by, owned by the same company. Then they moved, they went from South Florida to a heavy area to uh, downtown Miami is where they moved to Parrot Jungle. And Monkey Jungle, I think, was taken away. Okay, but this was in the 80s? It lasted until I left. The 80s, it was, I used to take field trips to Parrot Jungle and Monkey Jungle when I was in, a kid. Okay, thank you. Yo. <laughs> the tape that okay, the, you're, you're back. I did I did knock you off by accident. Okay. Uh did you lose everything? No, just everything after the I think after Baba Lou's thing. Pulled. No, but did it go to the tape? No. Oh. Well thank God you pulled that audio. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke, <laughs> Well, Mike, thank you for being a friend. Hit the music. <laughs> um, so okay. when I was a kid, there was a it's... parrot village, and then they moved it to Tamiami Trail in Sarasota, and they moved it to Pineapple in Miami. Okay. 
So, and now it's so, a shack by Tigerland. Just to go back to what we were saying, is let's talk about the guest stars. Christina Belford was a working actress in the eighties and nine early nineties. Uh, like we said, she was uh, uh, the mom of, of Ricky Schroeder on Silver Spoons, who grew up to be a famous actor on like one of those cop shows. We all know that. And uh, <laughs> you're so stupid. And. Uh, Silver Spoon played a rich kid. Anyway, uh, then she gets married in 1993 and starts being an actress. This, uh, then I loved Silver Spoons. Did you want to? I'm doing a podcast with Jeff on Silver Spoons. Really? Yeah, no. I never. I don't think I ever watched it. Oh, I did. Such, when you're a kid watching a kid, I think when you're a kid watching children on television, mm-hmm. yeah, um, is really cool to you. Like when you want to be an actor. I remember my father. <laughs> we used to watch Webster, and my father would be like, "He's like 32." <laughs> I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm not even joking. This is a true story. When I was a little kid, I wrote a fan letter to the dad who played to the kid, the guy Joel. Who was it the, wait, Joel, the one who played Emmanuel Lewis's father? No, the one that played Ricky Schroeder's father in Silver Spoons. Uh, what happened to him? Is he I think, dead? I think, I think, no, I think he's a musical theater actor. I haven't what seen did you him. say to him? I don't remember. Joel Higgins is his name. Uh, I wrote him a fan letter. I, I wanted him to be, I, not be my dad, but I just thought he was like a really cool... I, you know, when you're a kid, you think that's who they are. You know, yeah, like, like he rides around. Like to me, in my head, he rides around his house in a train. And Aaron Gray was mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. Anyway, uh, they were all people who were on Silver Spoons, everybody. Okay. Uh, the actress who played Charlie. Erin well, Gray was pretty famous. She was on the Avengers, too, wasn't she, or something like no, that? No, Battlestar Galactica? And something oh, crazy. Oh, no, no, Buck Rogers? I don't know, one of those. Oh, anyway, shit, that's coming Oh, fucking Babalu's going to write. I mean, not Babalu. Taylor's going to write to us in about six months. Now, Erin Gray. Yeah. Yep, you're right, Buck Rogers. Uh, Char- the girl who played Charlie with Bridget Anderson. Now, here's the funny thing about this. When she walked on this screen... I was like, uh, I bet you I was about this girl's age when this show came out. Guys, I shit you not. She's literally a week younger than me and gay. No, I don't know if she's gay, but she's a week younger than me. And so, yes, I was exactly this kid's age when this episode came out. Crazy. Uh, and now she's a fat Mexican who does podcasts. Um, okay. I'm looking, I'm looking right now at Joel Higgins' um, um, Wikipedia, and it's interesting because he said he gave up performing after he received a letter from this kid. <laughs> uh okay so um let's let's talk about uh cheesecakes here but let's start with you lot no wait is is the thing where i never go first that what it is no No, you went first goes first okay boo hacker um oh i i'm afraid of being too generous but i don't think it was bad Uh, i'm just gonna go with a six oh interesting I'm um, gonna okay. go. Okay, Lawson, who's next? It Me. comes out in the wash. I'm gonna hit a. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> hit a five. I don't. I, I, I'm giving it a five. I was probably like a five and a half, but I know Lawson was gonna grade lower, so it just worked <laughs> out. Fair. Uh, I, this is what I was gonna say earlier. I think this. I think this episode. Maybe Lawson, you should note this. In my opinion, this episode is the definition of a five. Like this is what a five episode looks like. My uh, parents have a Mexican restaurant they go to, which to me is a definition of a five restaurant. Uh, it's fine. Can't they just make it at home? Oh no, 
No, good God. Oh. So uh, they don't go there all the time. No, they don't go there now at all. But um, but it like to me this this episode is a five episode of the Golden Girls. It's fine. It does that, its job. It does like, the job. It's classic uh, paradigm Golden Girls paradigm here. And uh, there's funny jokes. There's funny moments. There's some uh, gravitas. Five. It's a five. It's like sex with your spouse. It gets the job done, but you know all the moves are going to make, and you know where the jokes are. Kevin tells jokes when you guys fuck? No, I do. Oh, <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know where, you know where we're going to commercial. You know how yeah. it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's like to have sex. Okay. We don't. Aiden told me it was a. Sometimes a, a, I wish we did like the Brady Bunch thing and like, oh, let's, let's do this episode in Hawaii. Just change up. Yeah. <laughs> just change uh, up the stuff. All right. Uh, well, uh, Blossom, what comes on? What's the, what's the next episode about? Uh, good question. So the next episode is season one, episode 17. It's called Nice and Easy. And that's about Blanche visiting her niece. Blanche? Blanche's no, no, niece no. comes to visit. And she's a chip right off the old block. Yeah, I believe is. it's played by the actress. I could be wrong. Who are any of you a Star Trek Next Generation fan? Yeah. She I believe it's played by the girl who plays Data's daughter. I could be wrong about that, but I think it okay. is. All right. Data's very daughter. Good. Uh okay, well, uh on that note. Nice kitchen up with you, Joey. Oh no, wait, what show are we on? Until next time, it's your move. <laughs> Welcome to the game night, guys. A game where three fags get together and just talk shit on each other. But don't don't come too early. Don't do it. Or boo hecker, you know, don't say a fact. Don't what, what did you guys make fun of me about? Oh, don't play Babaloo talking. Or you're gonna get we made fun of. Oh, it was played by her. It was played by her. Our mic's probably off anyway. Oh, this is the part where like, we, this is the part where we <laughs> this is the part where we just shoot the shit, you know, before yeah. after the, the show ends. Yeah. Anyway, All right. well, Lawson, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend, Joey's. Yeah, and Joey, thank you for being a friend of me. Shady Pines, Joe. Shady Pines. Thank you for listening to Shady Pine, the limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Buhacker on Facebook. Uh, Joey, and last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.